You're listening to the Free to Be Mindful podcast, which provides bite-sized tips for busy parents, educators, and anyone working with kids. These real talk conversations focus on mindful living, mental health, and personal growth, helping all to learn, grow, and inspire with mindfulness in mind. I'm your host, Vanessa de Jesus Guzman, educator, licensed professional counselor, entrepreneur, and mom. I'm passionate about helping folks live life with peace of mind and ease of heart while not losing their, well, you know, here we go. Have you ever tried to practice meditation, but have no idea if it's working or even if you're doing it right? Wouldn't it be awesome if there was something to let you know when you're in the zone to let you know to do more of that? Well, there is something that does exactly that. It's called Muse. Muse is a brain sensing headband that helps you find more calm, sharper focus, and better sleep. It does this by measuring your brain waves and lets you know exactly when you're in a meditative state. It's an awesome tool for kids and for adults alike. You can get 15% off any Muse product by clicking the link in the show notes below. Check them out at choosemuse.com. And again, don't forget to use that link for 15% discount at checkout. Hi, and welcome back. Before we get into it, I wanted to take a moment to show my appreciation to you, my listeners. I really appreciate it when you take a moment to leave a review on iTunes or wherever your favorite podcast platform is, as it lets me know what you like and it helps others determine if this is a place for them. Recently, Steph Lejteta stated, Vanessa is an inspiration to us women, moms, the Latina community, and educators. She is down to earth and has so much experience with mindfulness. These short 15-minute podcasts are the perfect fit for everyone. She offers great insight on how to manage everyday stress. This is a feel-good podcast that everyone needs to subscribe to. (laughs) Wow. If you could actually see me and if I were white, I'd probably be blushing. Steph, thank you so much for taking the time to leave a review and for your kind words. I hope this is as great for you as it is for me. So doing podcasts, I like to pre-record and have things set in advance to make the best use of my time. I had planned the conversation on understanding privilege for Martin Luther King weekend. That was last week's episode. Then things took place on January 6th at our nation's capital. And last week's episode can really provide important information for you and for kids in your life. So be sure to listen in in case you haven't yet. With many surprises 2020 had in store for us, most of us were eager to put the year behind us and start fresh on January 1st, 2021. However, everything that took place in our nation's capital on January 6th really showed us that although the date changed, we must still take one day at a time as we cannot predict the future and what is to come. The events that took place left most of us in shock and at a loss for words. And despite unpleasant surprises, 
parents have an added challenge of having to answer questions despite not having answers all the time. And while there isn't a cookie cutter recipe on how to discuss these types of events with our kids, there are a few things that we can keep in mind to support their very curious minds. Before taking care of our kids, it is first and foremost most important, as selfish as it sounds, that we need to make sure that we are okay. Just like on an airplane when they tell us to put our masks on first before helping others. Our kids pick up a lot of our vibes of anxiousness, of being upset, and we want to make sure that we are in a good place before we have these discussions with our kids. Next, we need to make sure we keep their developmental stages in mind. For our littles, which are children in the very early primary grades, we have to be mindful of everything that's in the background. And this can be from the TV on in the background to the conversations that we have on the phone with our family and with our friends. They're like sponges, they soak in everything. Give yourself space that if you had it on, that's okay. There's enough on our plates as mothers, as dads, as parents, caregivers, and educators. Don't beat yourself up. For our littles, it's also important for them to understand that people disagree with each other. And it's okay to disagree, but it's not okay to use physical force. And unfortunately, some people make poor choices. We can use these types of situations to make teachable moments on how we handle disagreements and how we handle conflicts with others. Connect it to when they're upset. For example, you can say stomping away from somebody is a really poor choice. Fighting with a sibling is a really poor choice. Stating why they're angry with somebody else in a respectful tone is a good choice. For our middle schoolers, they can really start to understand different points of views and sometimes are very opinionated themselves. They're exploring themselves as people and their beliefs as well. At the beginning and early middle school years, they're still very black and white and begin to just dabble in that gray area, which is sometimes hard to really grasp and understand. You want to ask what they know about different situations as you're probably getting their information from social media and from their friends. We wanna make sure that they are working with factual information. And then for our teens, at first younger teens, preteens, they're kind of too cool for school. So they'll wanna take sometimes the opposite view just because. But later teen years, maturity definitely kicks in and they all have a mind of their own. We wanna make sure that we slide teachable moments in everyday conversation and that we really listen more than we talk. So here are five specific tips that we can keep in mind when having tough conversations with our kids. One, for our littles, it is most important for them to know that they are safe and that they are loved. When catching glimpses of disturbing images on TV or hearing anxiousness in their caregivers' voices, it's a lot for them to take in. 
So they have to make sure that they know they are safe and they are loved. Two, children are naturally curious creatures and will ask many questions about what's going on. While we wanna keep their innocence protected, it is really important to be honest with them at their age appropriate level. It may not be necessary for a child in early primary years to know all the gory details about a situation, nor may they understand it all, but really feel your child out and then you can know what they need. Three, depending on your child's age, explaining tough situations is a delicate balance of being honest and keeping it simple instead of inundating them with information. Four, our bigs, which are middle schoolers and teens, can be very opinionated. For this age, parents and caregivers and educators may wanna listen more than they speak at first. Appreciate who your child is becoming and then share that actual factual information as your trusted sources may sometimes consist of TikTok and Snapchat. And five, we can use current events as teachable moments to instill the humanistic values that we all want our children to have. And regardless of our child's age, remember to disconnect from the news outlets from time to time and take that time to actually connect with your children as they can teach us what truly matters amidst the chaos. So right now, regardless of where you are or what you're doing, begin to focus on your breath. As we breathe, instead of having our chest expand and go up and down, we want to focus on our diaphragms, which are the bottom parts of our bellies, as I explained to kids. And we wanna take belly breaths. This means that we want to have our stomachs expand as we slowly breathe in through our nose then have our stomachs deflate as we take slow breaths out through our mouths. You can even place counts on your breaths to help you stay focused on your breathing, such as breathing in for four counts and breathing out for six counts. Again, Breathe in for four. You can hold for a moment and then slowly breathe out through your mouth for six counts. As you continue to breathe, picture the precious children in your life, whomever they may be. Picture them smiling, learning, glowing, and appreciating everything about our glorious world. If thoughts pop into your mind as you're recalling these pictures of these children in your mind, simply acknowledge the thoughts and without judgment, send them off into the sky as you return your attention back on your breath as you breathe in for four counts and breathe out for six counts. 
Sometimes focusing on our breath brings our mind back from distractions. While we can't control many things in our world and in our lives, the one thing we can control is how we interact with our kids. These interactions have a strong impact on our kids and their development. Take this moment and bring to mind one positive interaction you can continue to do to bring that child a smile to their face. And just as importantly, to bring peace onto your heart. I wish you a week filled with the same level of content and peace. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. It would mean a ton if you took this moment to review the Free to Be Mindful podcast on the platform you catch your favorite shows. That quick and easy act lets me know what you enjoy and it helps others find the podcast too. And of course, don't forget to subscribe so you can listen along next week. In the meantime, I welcome you to catch me on social media at Counselor V. De Jesus. And as always, remember, in a world where you are free to be anything that you want to be, you are always free to be mindful. Catch you next week.